Beautiful. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 53 of Some Random. I'm pretty sure that's what number it is. Uh, welcome to episode 53 of Some Random. I am your host, Sriracha Flash. With me today, the beautiful, the wonderful, the magnificent, uh, solid underscore cadence, who I'll just be referring to as Cadence for the rest of the show. Uh, cadence, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Ah. It has been a great day. Hey, you know what? That's good to hear. It's been like sunny and no clouds here in Michigan, so like all the snow is melting. I'm, I'm very, oh. very happy right now. That's beautiful. I was just going to say it's finally raining for once in San Diego. Oh, it's terrible God. here, but that... it finally has blessed us. Thank We're God. doing okay. I know. I remember the drought you guys went through a couple years back, and I just remember being like, God, must it be nice. Weird. <laughs> must yeah, be weird. It's kind of nice to have uh, water. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's like we just here. we're we're surrounded by this shit in Michigan. So like, it's never been a thing. Like a drought. What do you mean? Like, doesn't rain come like once a week, twice a week on a bad week? And then like, no, there's just fucking nothing. Like, it's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> fucking yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Meanwhile, Michigan, you got it wet. You got it. You got it like frozen. You got all kinds of water. It is. We're jealous. It's. Listen, it's not as great as it seems. Like, the first time that you, like, slide on some ice and bust your ass on your own porch while trying to go out and get the mail, I, I fucking, I hate the wintertime. It is. When it happens to the mailman, it's a blessing. But when it happens to us, it's a curse. It really, it really is. That is awful. Um, but before we, before we continue on, Cadence, why don't you tell the people, who the hell are you? Uh, so my name is Cadence, of course. I am a competitive fighting game player competing at Wednesday Night Fights, one of the most uh, intense competition locals in the United States. Um, the SoCal version of Wednesday Night Fights, not the lame one in NorCal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I play Seth in Street Fighter V. Uh, used to be Buki, but she's on the back burner because Seth is way too good. Seth is so and good. That's my that's my resume. It's Street Fighter V. Seth. All right. Hey, you know Wednesday what? Fights every two weeks. Okay, hey, look, ain't nothing bad about that. Seth is great. Abuki is great. I'm. I wish I was a better player so I could play Seth at like a, a good level, like a competitive level. But my my, you know, my big dumb ass plays Abigail because him big, him 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 big, him, him smash. Big. My uh, my feelings on Seth are similar. <laughs> <laughs> him big, when, him uh, smash. I think last time I went to Internet fights, all of my sets were on stream, and uh, it was a good learning experience. I will uh, I will say that. <laughs> Oh, there is, there is nothing better than getting blown up on stream, and then you have to watch that shit later. Like, it's it's painful, but oh my god, uh, in heaven! It, especially it's in a matchup you've practiced, and you're like, oh well, okay. Oh, that's just th how it goes sometimes. That happened to me last year at Michigan Masters. Uh, it's a major here in the Midwest, and I made top mm -hmm. eight, and I was like, it's my first top eight at a major. Like, I'm super happy, super proud. I'm like having a good time. And then I played against Zach in a box, who is uh, a very very good Colleen. And I think it was like three zero, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, my heart! I fucking, I'm dead." It can't be stopped. Sometimes, yeah, it can't be stopped. Sometimes you hit the final boss. Yeah, it, Zach is the final boss. Let me tell you, that motherfucker. <laughs> it, it it was unfair because he had the golden chocolates going into it. Like he did, he oh. was he he had the power up. I I wasn't ready for it. Wasn't ready for you it. You can't deal with that. Nah, that's just too strong. But this year, this year I'm fucking ready. So I'm just gonna unplug his stick. And then, well, it's, it's we're playing. That's how you do it. We're playing dirty this year. Um, you can't throw out stand heavy punch all day if you unplug his stick. That's fucking a right. I'm just gonna <laughs> walk forward, parry, and then unplug his stick. That's 
the real mix-up. You give yourself enough frames, and then and then you take the opportunity. Exactly. See, oh. this is what Street Fighter is all about. Cadence, you create an I, opening, and you take advantage, and you get damage. I knew you spoke to my heart. I knew immediately <laughs> when you were like, "I want to be on the show." I was like, "Obviously, she's gonna be great." Uh, <laughs> I just knew this immediately. Level. Um. So yeah. So what's the competition like at Wednesday night fights? Uh, I know um, it's intense. You guys have a fantastic scene out there. Uh, mm-hmm. But what's it like, you know, outside of the names that we normally see? Um, it's pretty good. I find that the middle level, um, I come from Portland, Oregon, um, which is not as stacked of a region, of course. Um, the, the players there are very good, especially the best, but it's not as stacked all the way through. You know, at Winston Fights, it's much more like the mid-level of players is still really, really solid and have good fundamentals. Um and so it's kind of a lot of, like, if I'm having a good day, I'll get ninth. And if I'm having a bad day, I'll, like, go 0-2. Because it's just, like, everybody in the bracket can just take you out. Because, um, yeah. I mean, it's a long drive. A lot of the scrubs aren't as willing to go out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's pretty stacked most of the time. Aside from just the JB and uh, Decadillas, it shows up occasionally, Commander Jesse, JB. Um there's still a lot of really good competition that's like right below that. Um, and it's really quite scary going through bracket. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, one of the guys that I got to know um, through, because I run a monthly tournament called the Junkyard, which is all Abigail. Um, right. And Rotten Siegel uh, comes through every now and then. And I, I met him through uh, that tournament, but I see him going out to Wednesday night fights and playing. And Rotten Siegel is a fantastic player out there. He's uh, a great guy. Yeah. He's a great player and he's a great dude. I uh, love that guy. Yeah, I have he a lot of respect the, for him. He goes to the NorCal one, which is uh, that's where the nerds go. But, ah, <laughs> but look, you can't if say I could go, I would. you can't say too much negative about the NorCal one because I have Aura Mistress coming on Thursday, and so oh, okay, okay, I'll keep it clean. I'll so keep yeah, it clean. so she runs NorCal. So if she listens, this is on your ass, Cadence. I but, love NorCal, <laughs> but I will say, you know, all respect to Ryan Siegel. Love that dude. I think he's fantastic, and uh, I hope he continues to do well out there. No, all right, Dude, so hate Pike and Pong. <laughs> oh, fucking you I and me both. That shit again. <laughs> you and me both. Oh my god, you can never press buttons against that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what a pain in the ass. What a pain in the ass Fong is. Um, do, all right, so do NorCal and SoCal like ever meet in the middle to be like Wednesday night fights, like interstate clash? Oh, I wish that would be awesome. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like that. Unless there's like a Red Bull Conquest, then people might come out uh, from one or the other just to, because the bracket's going to be a lot bigger and there's more on the line. Um, but there hasn't really, to my knowledge, um, I haven't been in the scene here for super long. I'm not like a legacy player, but um, there definitely hasn't been anything that I've seen that merged the two regions in a satisfactory way. But there are people who travel back and forth between the two because they live sort of in the middle. Like if you're in like uh, if you're in between, it's fine to go to both. Okay, okay. I was just, I was just curious because with a state as populated as California, obviously, and then like the giant scenes that you guys have, I always thought that'd be cool to be like right at the four hundred five. Like I I don't know what fucking highways you guys have out there. I just know the four hundred five. <laughs> like that's the one I always fucking hear about. So like I'm just gonna pretend that that's the one that like connects everything. And so, right up the one, like, what up the one freeway? I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> and, like, we just meet in the middle. Like, all right, so do you, all right, you probably don't know about this. I'm, I'm not going to say that you do or don't. But, so, there is the, I, I don't even remember the fucking highway. But the University of Connecticut and then, like, Central Florida University have a rivalry. And, like, 
fucking heavy quotation marks on the word rivalry because they live up, they're, they're like on the 121 or some shit like that and some coach was like oh this is the 121 like rivalry because the one highway connects connecticut to fucking orlando florida and but then even central florida was like what the fuck are you talking about like we don't give a shit about connecticut like whatever <laughs> It's so bad. So far below us. Right. Like, congratulations. Like, a highway connects us, I fucking guess. But every, all the players fly it. Like, no one drives. No one's riding a fucking bus to Connecticut. <laughs> like, what the fuck? If so, you're taking that highway, you're doing it wrong. That's yeah, not what you want to be doing. Exactly. So, I think Central Florida won, like, four years in a row. They just threw the fucking trophy in the trash. Like, we don't give a shit about this trophy. Um, but, I like, I that's, that, that's how I imagine, like, SoCal and NorCal. Even if it doesn't actually happen, I'm going to go to bed tonight and write fan fiction about like Rotten Seagull coming down from NorCal to fight you guys in SoCal and he's like a superhero. That's, That'd be I, beautiful. I don't know a lot of NorCal players so like fucking uh, Blarlad. Oh, Mikey, you got Samurai. Um, oh, that's right. Samurai. Not like, uh, is Blarlad yeah, north or south? I don't know where the fuck Blarlad is. Who? Blarlad? Uh, he's an Abigail uh, player. Blarlad is SoCal. Oh, is he um, SoCal? Ah, fuck. All right. He goes to like the 818 locals and stuff. I haven't made it up to those because it's a little far from me but uh, he makes it up to those pretty much every time. God damn. All right. Let's see. These are the questions I'm going to ask Aura Mistress. I'm going to be like, hey, I need a fucking rundown of players because, like, I'm, I'm in a cabin in the woods. I don't know what the fuck happens out there. It's the Wild West as far as I'm concerned. Are you guys still mining for gold? Is that still happening in California? I'm not sure. That's how they play in NorCal. Yes. You tell they're fishing for gold. That's, that's how I... That's he... I've played against Rotten Seagull, so, like, I fucking know. He's just, like, ba- throwing things out and baiting you. And then he's, ah, crush counter, you're dead. Ah, it's it. I'm the gold. Yeah, I will. Oh, I trust me. <laughs> I got scooped. Yeah, I, I am the gold, baby. Let me tell you. I am, I am the fucking gold. Everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about me. And fuck, fuck California. This show's about Cadence. We don't give a fuck about SoCal and NorCal right now. Uh, this is true. I'm a lot cooler than SoCal. That's true. This is the Cadence show. Uh, so... Cadence, right off the top, boom. Tell me and tell the people something about you that we wouldn't normally know about you. Or what's um, something surprising see. to find out about you? Uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, the main thing I would say is I listen to a lot of really interesting experimental music um, in genres like rock and opposition and uh, prog- uh, progressive metal, things like that. They get uh, very, very interesting. Jewel a little bit. Um, and that's one of my biggest interests. Uh, I was introduced to those bands and genres by my boyfriend, and he has, like, opened the door to, like, now whenever I hear a pop song, I, like, can't even process it in my brain because everything else that I've heard is, like, so complex. I got, all right. It's like going back to Sticks and Stones, man. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle it. I have to ask you, so, like, as a SoCal resident, uh, Mm -hmm. my legitimately my favorite band of all time is a band that does not leave the SoCal area because they're fucking broke and adults would like jobs. Um, do you know the band Fart Barf? Fart Barf, I have seen them in record stores, but I have not listened to their music yet. Okay, Fart Barf is the fucking greatest band on the planet. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Fart Barf is fucking fantastic. It's a drum set and then two synth machines, and they fucking Aww. go nuts. They are the best. They do shows all over San Diego and Los Angeles, and that's fucking it. I've been waiting for a I'm new album for catch one of those. five years. Awesome. Oh my fucking Christ, they're so good. They wear these like primate masks and like and janitor jumpsuits. Fuck, they're so good. Uh, like I, if I could describe their music, it's uh, the fucking cavemen found a synth tool 
And like, and <laughs> they, they discovered it. Yeah, and then they make music. Fuck it. Everyone go listen to Fart Parf, the, the album Dirty Power. It's fucking fantastic. I'm definitely checking that out after this podcast. Oh my that's gosh. Nice. I will. But fucking, for anyone that's in the chat and watching this in the future, like, fucking Fart Barf Command, like, it links to their whole album. <laughs> I don't, like, that's how much I love these fucking guys. They're, they're incredible. Um, we gotta get some Fart Barfs in the chat. Oh my god. I, I need to get a hold of Fart Barf to see if I can license some emotes <laughs> of their faces. Because, oh, they're so fucking good. Um, and I love them very much. So, anyways, but that's enough about me. I'm just curious. Like, every time I meet a SoCal resident, I'm like, you ever heard of Fart Barf? Because, like, I need to know. I need to know more things. Because uh, my friends that live in SoCal are the ones that introduce me to them. Um, and they introduce oh. me to them through, like, we're at a bar and this band is playing. Check them out. And I was like, okay, fucking shit. That's pretty sick. Come yeah. on over, fuck it. Yeah, like I, I'll, I'll just, I'll hop on a plane right now, and head down to Los Angeles to watch <laughs> this fucking bar band play. Um, oh my god, yes, but that's just my life. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, fuck that's fart barf. Enough of fart barf. Back to Cadence. The, the important thing. Cadence. Cadence is the important star of the show tonight. Uh, so, super complex music. I'm down. I'm down with it. Uh, yeah. I. What? Who is your favorite band of all time? Then at this point, because I know you're young. You're what? 18, 19? Yeah, I'm 18. Okay, perfect. Good. You've got to be that age to be on the show anyways. I probably should have asked that beforehand to be like, hey, <laughs> fucking legal to no, be on the show? Yeah, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> all right, so of this 18 years on Earth, uh, what band are you listening to the most right now? Um, that's a really tough question because it changes a lot. Right. Um, as difficult as it is for me to listen to pop music, there's still a lot of music that isn't as progressive and complex as rock and opposition or crazy avant-garde bullshit that I still really enjoy. Um, I can still look back at bands like Chicago from the 1970s is amazing. Um, stuff like Panic at the Disco from back in the old days when it was still a band before it was just Brendan Urie. I really like Pretty Odd, their album from 2008. I just um, I just turned, I'm, I'm just a pile of dust in front of a microphone right now. Cause you just said <laughs> Panic at the Disco back in the day and I was like, I was your age when they fucking came onto the scene. <laughs> what do you mean back yeah. in the day? I'm, I was, uh, like, nine. Oh, fucking... I'm, I'm 30. Like, I'm 30 now. And, like... Oof. Well, I'm gonna be 30 in, like, a month. That's but a like, oof. Yeah, I'm fucking... Oh, I'm just a pile of dust with a fucking pair of glasses and a vape in front of me. Oh, my fucking Christ. <laughs> a fossil. Yeah, I just a fossil. slowly buried. Oh, Panic at the Disco, mm-hmm. back in the day. All right, so... Panic at the Disco from way back in the past. <laughs> oh, um, But, Christ. yeah. Stuff from genuinely a long time ago, like Chicago. Um, their first albums were like from 50 years ago. I'm a huge fan of Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, um, the okay. Uh, they go back. Billy Joel has some classic albums. Extremely hit or miss, but he's got some classics. All right. Um, and a really small, a particular band I would want to shout out is The Scary Jokes. They're very recent. Um, their first album is from 2014, I think. But their latest album, Burn Pygmalion, A Better Guide to Romance, is probably, like, it's definitely in my top two albums of all time, if you're asking my favorite album. Okay. Um, Just the lyrics, the songwriting on it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, The lyricism is incredible. um, And the music is just great, and it's bumping. I'm going to need links to these albums at the end of the show. Uh, absolutely i can provide all of them perfect i i will be i'm always happy to listen to new shit like i'm i always get very excited about music um i can provide at any time i have so much my spotify always recommends 
it's the worst because it always recommends like the same six albums to you every single day but i have like three thousand songs in just like my like liked songs playlist not even everything i have downloaded or on my like library okay um it's way too much music i that's how see i'm i'm one of those idiots that uses amazon music because like i already have prime so fuck it uh, <laughs> keep uh, everything in one place yeah and so like the selection is not as deep as spotify unfortunately because like i wish i had the capcom osts that are on spotify <laughs> those are so fire uh, i have the third strike one downloaded oh my god see i just gotta like fucking go on youtube and search like a but like youtube premium so it's fine no ads because oh that's that's good shit see that's that's the part about being 30 right there. I'm not going to afford YouTube Premium. <laughs> you, gotta, you, you got your own fucking YouTube Premium. Absolutely. Money. You fucking young kids. What you know about having $20 a month? Um, <laughs> but like, so, but when I have on Amazon Music, I'm the same thing. It's like, do you want to listen to like the casualties on the front lines? No, I listened to that yesterday. Do you want to listen to Avenged Sevenfold City of Evil? No, I listened to that the day before. And then it's like the Doom OSTs on there from Mick Gordon. Uh <laughs> And you're like, okay, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so like, where I'm going. Obviously, I got to put that on there. And then it's like... I didn't know I was in the Doom OST mood, but once it became available to me, it was it was the mood. Always. It's like impossible to... Not, like, I'll just hear like a riff from like, any, like Rust, Dust, and Guts, and I'm like, fuck, I got to listen to the whole album again. Uh, <laughs> Here we fucking go again. Yeah, like I... was an whole afternoon just down the shader. Oh, fuck. BFG Division ran my life for like a year when that game came out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just like the same six albums and it's like some, like mm-hmm. some rapper that I've never heard of and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll listen to that. Like, okay, this wasn't so great. Uh, but then like, yeah, it's just the same six albums over and over and over. like Dropkick Murphys. Um, and then like, uh, oh, now recently I've been getting back into, uh, Barry White cause like Ooh. sometimes I just listen to Barry White, so like a pervert, goodness. like by myself at work. Uh, <laughs> like, but it's fucking good music. So like, I, Beautiful can't help myself um but yeah no so so please please send me uh send me albums after we are done with this i'll be very excited very excited to hear it um my taste range is everywhere from like folk to like classic rock to heavy metal to like broadway musicals you can throw pretty much anything at me and i'll be okay broadway musicals all right so when you said broadway musicals are you like you're about to throw what's that fucking one that was all over the place (laughs) no not uh I know exactly what you're talking about. Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't checked Hamilton out. All right, all right. That's um, good. That, it's yeah, it's I've fine. I've got two soundtracks that I really love from The Count of Monte Cristo, the musical, and uh, Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the musical, is criminally underrated. Okay. I can get down with that. Absolutely. I can get down with that. Um, I just... Some oh. Fantastic vocalists on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Hamilton, I love... Quick aside, my son, uh, he's set, he's your fucking age. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> my son is is trans, um, and he's wonderful, and I love him. And it, awesome. it, it, I'm very, very excited for his transition, everything he does. Um, you know, as, as he's getting older and getting ready to move out and all this other fun shit. That being said, he was a really big fan of Hamilton. So now it's like really fun for me to be like, that's what fucking made you realize you were trans, right? Uh, and we have a good laugh <laughs> that about it. That exposes it to everybody. Yeah, exactly. I've heard that from so many people. The fucking expose you to the world. Uh, and it's just so funny. Like, that like that one, and, like, when days. I get to call him non-brainary, uh, like, those, like when he does dumb shit, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I, it, it's the best. Having, like, 
Uh, I've said this before, like I'm on Twitter. Set on my friends. Oh, non-brain area is a fucking excellent one. Like that one's a new weapon in my arsenal. It, it's so good. Like that's the part, best part about being like being the dad of like a trans kid. Uh, is that like you can just like there's a whole new world of dad jokes that were like unopened before. It is the my dad has had best. a field day with that too. Oh, see, all right, your dad's a good guy. I bet. I don't. I don't know him dad. yet. But like, it's all about the dad jokes. That's the main factor. That's the big thing. Um, but yeah, like it's the best. Uh, I don't know where I was going. Oh, fucking Hamilton. Hamilton made my kid. <laughs> fucking Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton made yeah, my kid yeah. trans. That's. <laughs> that's no. That's, that's it. Saved us. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It really did. It helped out the world. Uh, but you know, all, all jokes aside, love my son. Uh, I think he's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Shout outs to Ben, who's currently doing dishes in the background. I hope he can hear me. What I talk. Oh, uh, we need that. That's Man. the important shit that needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. If the dad is sitting here doing a fucking podcast while there's dishes that need to be done. Exactly. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Cadence, I knew, I knew you were on my side uh, immediately. Um, before we continue on, I just want to let everyone know that hey, we are live on twitch.tv slash Sriracha Flash. Uh, so we're doing this live. If you're listening in the future on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to us. Um, so if you'd like to join us in the future, we generally do these Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, again, at twitch.tv slash Sriracha Flash. With all that being said, if you hear us answering questions from the chat or responding to the chat, that's what's going on. Or if you hear a notification come through, all that fun stuff is from the stream itself. So join us live if you'd like, ask some questions to our guests. If not, continue listening on. Um, always a good time. Always a good time, I promise you. That being said, what up, Dadman? Happy you're here. Uh, I've already prepped Cadence for your questions later. Uh, so... Uh, but now I gotta ask, so what got you into fighting games? What started you down, uh, this path of being with us degenerates? <laughs> it's, uh, it is pretty degenerate. It's, <laughs> I, my path has been particularly degenerate. Um, I started about, um, five years ago, um, pretty much, uh, exactly five years ago now, actually, in late, like, 2014-ish, I, uh... So you were just learning watching... to, like, walk and talk at that time? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I was still uh, learning the English language, which to this day yeah. is a struggle. You and me both. Um, it's not easy. <laughs> but I actually started with Super Smash Brothers. I got into Smash Melee when um, when Armada's like reign of dominance really started picking up. Uh, it got me really interested in the game, and I started playing a lot. And eventually I went to tournaments, and that continued for a long time. Um, I picked up Smash 4 eventually which was just more popular in my region at the time. Um, and in about 2017, um, me and my brother picked up Street Fighter V um, just to try it out because it seemed interesting and I was getting pretty done with Smash 4 because that game was kind of garbage um, and it was losing its luster. So I swapped over to Street Fighter and that was really the start of it. I played for like six months doing that thing everybody does. They're like, oh, I'm not good to go to locals yet like i need some more time to cook but that's always the wrong call you got to go to locals immediately and get your ass kicked to learn exactly where to go because the biggest mistake is sitting there for six months playing the game uninformed and drilling in all these habits and learning all these things about the game that aren't necessarily good for your play or uh your your intelligence your cerebral abilities in the game of street fighter um, and going to locals can really help with that because you're getting active advice. You get to play against players who are better than you consistently um, if they're willing to play. And you get bracket experience, so you get to deal with tournament nerves, all that fun stuff. 
Yeah. Um, and if you get to play on stream, even better, because now you can record your matches, you can see what you did wrong, and you can watch it over and over again. Exactly. Or you can do, like, uh, what all our Smash players used to do, and just, like, watch it once and, like, not even really pay attention. You, like, fucking go get some water halfway through. Uh, and then you're like, I studied that. That's good. Yeah, like, but. and there's there's something beautiful about watching an offline replay uh, okay. versus when you are watching a replay from, like, Ranked. Like online, yeah. Uh, there, that's it, the thing is, ranked has the input display on the replays, so you can see how much buttons I'm mashing. So that's why I never go in there. It, see, that's smart, very smart. Don't watch your ranked replays. Watch your offline replays. Um, and that's like, essential. like GI Joe said back in the Stone Age, you know, way, way before your time, knowledge is power, and knowing is <laughs> half is the battle. Power. I used to watch GI Joe as a kid. It was pretty fucking old by then, but I did watch it. Oh, did they have it on Boomerang or some shit for you? God. <laughs> no, we had little DVDs. Oh, DVDs of GI Joe. Like, all right, so like GI Joe or like or like new GI Joe, like live action shitty GI Joe. No, it was some old GI Joe. We okay. had one disc that was like a couple episodes of the old classic GI Joe, and then there was one like updated movie, but it was still animated. It was probably from like two thousand three or something. Okay, it like one of those shitty straight to DVD Scooby Doo movies, you know. Fuh, that. You Those mean so good. you mean excellent Scooby Doo movies? Thank you very much. I apologize. I will I hear. Apologize. I'll I hear can't. no slander on the Scooby Doo name. I can't shit on Scooby Doo WrestleMania. Oh God! All right. So Scooby Doo and like WrestleMania is up there, and then there's like Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, which is like uh, <laughs> at the, at the very tippy top. When when your boy mm-hmm. gets too faded and just wants to relax, he'll put on uh, some Scooby Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf because that's like that's my comfort place. Uh, Don't we all? And then, like, right below that, What's the like, one with, like, the band of vampire bitches who end up, like, in servitude to this weird warlock guy? Do you ever see that one? That, yes. That shit's so good. Yes. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts, I think, or something like that. Damn! Yeah, listen. Y- your boy, your boy loves himself some Scooby-Doo. <laughs> your boy loves some direct-to-DVD Scooby-Doo films, alright? Oh, I... That, I won't question it from here on out. That's my time. shit right there. Like like I said, those are, like, my, my, my comfy spots. Uh, that's I pay $5 a month for fucking Boomerang so I can watch that shit. <laughs> I subject my kids to Tom and Jerry. I'm like, guys, you want to see some Tom and Jerry? And then they're like, when we're watching it, you can see the thumbprints that were on, like, the cell sheets and shit like that because they didn't give a fuck about animation back then. Oh, it's yeah. it's a great time. It's I a fuck, beautiful time. Oh, man, that and, like, the old Ninja Turtles. That's never... Yeah. Again, I'm just a fucking pile of dust in front of this microphone. No one listen to me. No one <laughs> listen to me. crumbling away as yeah. you speak. I'm just falling like an apart. Infinity War. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, like you said, going out to uh, locals and stuff like that as soon as possible is is such a Very good true. tool uh, for you to use. Like, don't ever be nervous because you will not learn when you have no input except for like online input. You know, because you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can even place someone, but there's not like that face to face interaction like in real time. Where you exactly. could go, this is happening, the, why is this happening, how did this happen, so on and so forth. Exactly. And it's so helpful. And it's also just a lot easier to enjoy the game when you're getting your ass whooped if you're, like, able to say something or see that this person's, like, oh, this guy's not some fucking malevolent, like, evil demon sitting on the other side of the stick, like, evilly twiddling his mustache as he does this third wake-up <sighs> DP in a row. Oh, it's like a real person just having a good time. Um, and that puts it into perspective a lot more than if you're just playing on ranked. Um, I, I swear to God, there are Kens that will fucking DP. I am kind of that person at locals. I will admit, I'm sitting there twiddling away evilly. 
uh, as I do my third wake up DP in a row. But generally, you won't find those. <laughs> See now, now the next level is you got a DP on their wake up. That's I do do that sometimes. I did win. An, I lost a set actually on stream at Winston Night Fights doing that, and it was uh, very unfortunate. But uh -huh. it was against a good friend of mine, Sun Goki, so I wasn't too mad about it. See, all right, but look, but the risk reward is all right. You did it. It's a funny moment. But if you won, it's an even funnier moment, and it looks awesome. So exactly. There's listen. There's really no downside to DPing on someone's wake up. Just let everyone know, like. What's the downside? No oh, I lost in a hilarious fashion, or I won in a hilarious fashion. Either way, everyone it's gets all to laugh. Positive. Yeah, that's all positive. It was in game three, which maybe is not the most intelligent time to do it. Oh, no, that's the they... most intelligent time. They never see it coming because they're like, oh, <laughs> that's the least expected moment. Yeah, they're like, oh, the I'm nerves must be so tight. Man. Yeah, like that's everyone's on like on pins and needles. Like, oh, I don't want to drop this set. Then you pull out some wild shit like that. Like, Abigail doesn't have a DP. But I do have a three-frame armor move that I will dash up and like, <laughs> mash on your wake-up. Because everyone gets real salty when they get hit with that fucking okay. EX Abby punch. Uh, I hate Abigail. Uh, well, listen, again, Cadence, I thought we were going to be friends. I, this was going so well. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, uh, I don't associate with Abigail players. I'm sorry. It's going to have to end here. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, that's been the show. Uh, <laughs> Wrap it up. I'm just kidding. I would never do that to yeah, you. I don't, uh, I don't like Abigail players, but I'm not going to... I'm gonna still, I'm still here for it. I'm still to have a conversation. I appreciate it. Listen, I appreciate you giving me the Willing time to hear you out. Thank you, thank you. So look, we're honestly, we're all gentle souls. We just, you know, we just want to be wrapped in those big, giant arms of Abigail and be. We just want to be the small spoon sometimes, and he's the only man that can be big enough to make me the small spoon. <laughs> Definitely big enough for that. I fucking hope so. Oh my god, have you if seen he's the... the small spoon? I don't want to see who else is in that equation. Well, it's a large man. That's true. Maybe him and Hugo. Him and Hugo getting down. They're like, Hugo, yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually don't remember who's taller in the canon. I think it's Abigail. Abigail's, like, technically taller. But, like, Abigail could be, like, a power, like, small spoon. Like, he could be, like, a power bottom small spoon. <laughs> yeah. I can, like, if I, again, that's I'm why I have to make sure that you're 18 before we fucking there. do the show. Because uh, I can't be, like, <laughs> yeah, this, is why this is important. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is why age is a very important thing. Open so many beautiful doors. Oh, Tell me about it. Uh, anyways, off of this, off of this. Jesus Christ, and I, what kind of He's show happy. is this becoming? Um, Ideal. So take me even more far. Like take me not more farther because then I sound like an idiot. Then I sound like an Abigail player. <laughs> uh, take me farther <laughs> back. Uh, like before Smash Brothers, uh, before Melee, before Street Fighter Five. Uh, mm -hmm. What what brought you into being a nerd with the rest of us? What was your first video game? What's the first video game that you remember like sitting down and playing all the time? Um, the first video game that I really remember going hard on that wasn't just like some plug-and-play that you get from the dollar store um, Although the Scooby-Doo plug-and-play where it's like the mystery the mystery machine and you've got like the ghost sticking out of the top That's the lever. That's a pretty good game. Oh, yeah um, That was probably technically my first video game But the first one I really played the shit out of was Super Mario World um, It's one of the best platformers of all time and has really influenced my current love of platformers with uh, Celeste is one of the best games of all time and Super Mario Maker 2 is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, just I've... absolutely love platformers. Shout outs to Mario Day while we're, while we're recording this. Like, big ups to Mario Day. That. March 10th. 
that's you know it's the perfect time it really is like everyone go out like obviously it's gonna come out tomorrow on the 11th but for anyone listening live fucking after the show go play some mario celebrate the man go play some mario play some mario maker yeah it's oh, a beautiful but, game super mario world pick luigi he's got a fat ass nose he does have a fat ass nose and he looks the best with the cape on let's be honest like he looks so good uh, he, he, he fucking rocks it he really does I, I wish they would have kept Luigi's, like, the Fire Luigi's uh, color in Smash Ultimate. Because uh, they don't oh, have... Oh, I forgot they got rid of that. Holy shit. Yeah, like, that breaks my heart. Like, that is the that best-looking color, and it's just fucking gone. And they got rid of some of the good Mario ones, too. They got rid of, like, the green Mario color that's been there since the very beginning. Yeah. They got rid of a legacy color been there since 64, man. That's brutal. They that... did it for Mario and Luigi. But yeah, well, now we got one that just looks like dog shit. Like, it's a dog shit color. <laughs> That's awful. You've got, like, the Mario Maker Mario in Smash now, and it yeah, just looks like, like garbage. No one asked it's, for this. Like, that's the worst fucking Mario color. Like, make... It's a crying shame. Make fucking Mario Maker Mario an Echo Fighter for all I give a shit, but, like, don't... <laughs> the whole new character. Yeah, like, remember that as the next Nintendo Direct. Like, piss everyone off. Like, Mario Maker the Echo Fighter. But, like, give me back my good colors. Uh, he's a costume, but he's also now an Echo Fighter. We've got both. Hey, that was Dark Samus. Like, the Dark Samus was yeah. the fucking color, and now we have Dark Samus. Um, so, we haven't asked the chat yet, but Body Novel from the chat would like to know, do you do any Kaizo Mario? Kaizo Mario? I do not. That is advanced for me. That, um, I watch a lot of it, though. Um, I do watch a lot of those old ROM hacks and a lot of the, like, modern uh, Amazing Mario Maker levels. Um, I definitely, the levels that I create are not uh, up to that caliber. They could be defined as troll levels just by virtue of being unpleasantly difficult um, <laughs> with no real point to it, which is kind of the point. The whole thing is I want to upload it and make people upset at my levels. Um, the first comment I got was like the level had gotten like 300 deaths on it um, and no clears, which it still has no clears. Um, and there's one comment on it that just says not fun. And it's on the first jump. Send me, send me the really code for that. the level. That's another important one. Send me the code for the... I fucking love Mario Maker level. I I love that shit. I, I get down. I, shout out to Graham Pooh Bear uh, and everyone else that makes those Kaizo Mario levels. Because, like, I it's like to play those. Defender. Yeah. Oh, my God in heaven. Defender makes the most entertaining ones to me. Especially his troll levels are just the most the most fun to watch. I love that. Uh, shout out to the completionist, uh, Gerard Khalil, who makes frustratingly hard levels. But, like, they're... I didn't like, know that. Oh, Gerard makes some fucking... Girl, let me tell you. Gerard makes some <laughs> fucking levels. Those things are a pain in my ass. That being said, like, they're they're a pain in the ass until you get what he wants done to be done, and then it's, like, a fun level. Every time I finish his levels, I've never been like, wow, that level sucked. I'm always like, this was a journey, and I've grown as a person because of it. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing that's the thing with mario maker levels that's like separates the good ones from the bad ones i have probably one level that i've made that i would define as not bad because when you finish it you can then complete it again easily it's not hard for just the sake of like this jump is really fucked up or whatever it's like you have to find a solution and get through it and then it becomes easier to go through the second time you know yeah definitely. And that's important that at the end of it you're not just like ah. Oh, Fuck, it's done. Yes. Yeah. And like, okay, that was a good time. Let's do it again. Yeah, I want to go back. I'm going to hold this world record. Fucking, y'all can hold <laughs> exactly. this shit. Uh, so, all right, so I have to ask then, as, as, a, as a person who loves platformers, um, in me, and also a person in you who loves platformers, 
what are the best platforming games of all time for you? Uh, Celeste is absolutely at the top. Um, okay. It just feels so amazing, and the story is incredible. It helped me a lot to deal with my anxiety and feel more comfortable with myself as a person, and uh, it just is absolutely phenomenal, especially the DLC that came out, the Farewell DLC, one of the best soundtracks. All the music is done by Lena Rain, who is an amazing musician. Um, her albums are really good as well. Uh, her solo stuff. I have both. Uh, I have the soundtrack to Celeste on vinyl actually behind me, and I have the B-sides. I'm working on getting the DLC soundtrack as well, but that one's more expensive right now. Damn. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, it's just like it's one of the greatest games of all time for me. Like top three, easy. Wow. Um, okay. And that's what I would say is the best platformer, but I can't discount Super Mario World. Um, Super Mario Galaxy Two is really great. I really love Super Mario Bros. 3, um, mostly Mario. I haven't branched too much outside of that, um, aside from Celeste. Okay. Hey, look, that that's okay. You Because, like, for me, I mean, I, I played a bunch because, like, that's all we had, you know, back in the mm-hmm. 90s, back in the Stone Age, uh, when we first, like, <laughs> invented the wheel. But, uh, so, like, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3, uh, those, those are my number one of all time. Like, those are my number one platformers. Um, but Super Mario World and, like, Yoshi's Island are just below that. Uh, oh, I did play Yoshi's Island, too. That's a really good one I missed. Yoshi's Island, yeah, very, very good. Unfortunately, uh, as an idiot, I haven't played Celeste yet. So, oh. But it's on the list. I It's on the list. I might play some, like, this summer after my other games come out. Because, like, I got Resident Evil 3 on the docket. I got Doom <laughs> Eternal coming. Uh, I got Final Fantasy VII. So by the time I get done with all of those... Of things set up probably yeah tackle celeste but but i've heard good things i would recommend it yeah i think it's really amazing because it does so much with really simple concepts it's all about the level design and the unique mechanics um because as celeste your moveset is very small you can pretty much only jump do a dash in one of eight directions and grab onto walls and that's it um, and you can like climb them, but your stamina is limited and you'll fall off eventually. And they make incredibly complex and difficult levels um, within those very limited boundaries. And it's incredible. Um, especially in the DLC, the final screen of the Farewell DLC and the final screen of... There's like secret levels you can unlock at the end called the core. And the final screen of the core, like the hardest version of the core... I think took me about 15 or 20 hours of just attempts on that one level to beat it. Damn. Um, It is incredibly difficult in a very fair way. None of it feels unreasonable. Every time you get somewhere and you die, you're like, fuck, I could have made it if I didn't do this two frames too late or like hold right a little bit more. Um, And it's just an incredibly fascinating and fun game um, just from a game design perspective to think about the limitations they put on themselves and how amazing they made it um despite that and the team is all really great people as well um yeah i remember seeing them accept the award for what was it for best best original game or something like that and yeah i think it was uh like best indie game yeah or, best indie I? game yeah what are, they won awards that's all that matters and i remember seeing their team on, on on the dais um accepting the award and stuff like that so shout outs to them um, Celeste is on my list of games to play. I, I will, from your recommendation, uh, because you're the first person to actually ever tell me what the fuck Celeste is about, 
so <laughs> I because all I've ever heard like what am I like whoa what's the list? All I've ever heard is magnificent game, gotta play it. Beautiful game, changed my life. Uh-huh. But no one like I didn't know it was a fucking platformer until now. Like I like I, I thought it was like Life is Strange until this point. Like I thought it was like a two D Life is Strange. That'd be pretty sick too. So like I'm just I'm I'm learning now. Uh, so then, mm-hmm. perfect. This I will. Is how we learn. Yes. This is what needs to happen. I it... must inform people about this beautiful platformer. Well, it's, it's the best. You've convinced one, and again, I'm not hard to sway. Like my my dumbass <laughs> was like, "Yeah, I'll buy golf okay. with friends because my friends were in the chat the other day talking about it." Okay, so, like, don't shit talk golf with friends. That game is amazing. I, I'm that not is a good I... fucking golf game. No, 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 I won't shit talk golf with friends. I'm just I'm I'm very easily suggestible. Someone's like, "You should play this game," and I'm like, "All right, I love video games." Uh, so like, I feel that really hard. Oh. I do that with my boyfriend all the time. I have like three games sitting on my PlayStation that I've never even played because he was like, "This is two dollars right now. Get it." <sighs> sure. That's a I fucking think. curse that I have. Everyone always talks about their backlog, yeah. and it's a, a meme at this point to be like, "Oh, my backlog." So, but like, it's a fucking thing. My backlog is looking pretty juicy right now. I that fucking yeah, backlog is like my actual ass. Like it's thick. I just. <laughs> I, I it's can't. just like real life. Yeah, for real. Um, all right, so before we move on to our last couple questions here, uh, I'd like to throw it to the chat. If the chat has any questions that you would like to ask Cadence, uh, feel free uh, to ask us anything. And as long as they're not like horribly inappropriate, we will answer them as they come along. Uh, so, but while uh, we wait for those to come in, Cadence, I have to ask you. Uh, so you've been in the FGC for a little bit now. Uh, do you have a favorite story that's come about uh, from the FGC, be it personal for yourself? Um, or from, you know, like Goichi versus Sonic Fox, anything like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, actually. There's two in particular that I want to point out. Um, there's one that's a lot longer that I'll do at the start, and then I'll, the other one's just a quick fun fact, almost. Hey, um, no problem. But back in Portland, which is one of the most entertaining fighting game scenes to be a part of, just everybody is great friends, like, for so long, like, they go way back. Um, and so just everybody's talking shit really loud, really excitable. Um, especially when you're playing on stream, people are just screaming, profanities getting thrown out. It's absolutely incredible. It's one of the main things I miss is how willing people are to just like, even if they've never seen you, if they respect you, if they see that you aren't clearly like a bad player, they'll be talking shit. And I love that. Um, it's just such a fun environment. It's such a great, uh, such a great and enjoyable way to play the game for me. And one of my favorite things that happened was so the two best players, at least at the time, um, in the region were uh, Devin and Sam B. Uh, Devin plays Ken, Sam B plays Kami. And it was in grand finals of our local. And it was in a local bar. And the power went out uh, like as grand finals was about to start for the whole city block. Um, and so we couldn't finish the tournament. So we took it up. We packed it up at like 11.30 p.m. and brought it back to uh charlie is like the main runner of everything there he does so much work for the street fighter scene and the fgc in general and is a fantastic guy outside of that as well um and he hosted grand finals in his apartment i think it was top three actually that was just all in his apartment and it was the most enjoyable to watch and right at the very end Devin is known for throwing out the most random exdps um is absolutely infuriating. Everybody hates it, but uh, he had no bar and he was getting thrown in the corner. Um, it's not like a real throw loop with Kami, but it might as well be. You can't like react really. And he gets thrown like three times and he's about to build the bar. 
and everybody's just kind of sitting there. Sam B's on like one pixel, and everybody's sitting there like, don't, don't keep going. You know, he almost has that bar. And right when, right at the throw that built Devin the bar, he just let it rip and EXDP'd, and it hit anyone the tournament. And <laughs> that was, that had to be the best moment that I've seen personally uh, in the FGC in my in my five years here. That's that's pretty fucking godlike. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was pretty godlike. It was a great decision. Because oh. everybody knew Sam B was literally the only person in that room who wasn't blocking that DP. Oh and it was my just god. Something new. Because he was the biggest genius of all of us. Right. He's ridiculous. Um, nobody in that region really plays a lot of Street Fighter anymore. Um, but when it was really healthy, he was definitely extremely dominant in the scene. He won basically every local that he would go to. And um, he doesn't even like own Street Fighter Five. He just has been playing fighting games for like since I was born, pretty much. Um, and just has such strong fundamentals and understanding of fighting games that he can beat pretty much anybody's ass. Oh, that's... Um, that's and, the, of course, it, he talks the most shit, and it's perfect. He, uh, learned to block is basically the slogan of the Portland Street Fighter scene, <laughs> at least as of when I left. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty beautiful, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, some, favorites. some players, like... They can just pick up a game, and because their fundamentals are so solid, they're instantly godlike at the game, uh, regardless of what it's, they know about the game itself. Uh huh. Like, it's amazing to me as like the polar opposite kind of player, where like I haven't been playing two D fighters for very long, so I rely pretty heavily on my character and game knowledge as opposed to like my fundamentals, and that uh, can go really well and really poorly. It depends on who I'm fighting, pretty much. You and me, um, that's and how I'm playing on that day. That's the curse of playing grapplers like I do, is that, you know, it, from game to game, the systems and mechanics change so much that playing yeah. a grappler, you really, you're not playing, like, when I play Soul Calibur, I'm not playing Soul Calibur 6. I'm playing Astaroth in Soul Calibur 6. <laughs> when I'm playing Street Fighter 5, I'm not playing Street Fighter 5. I'm playing Abigail. Like, they're, like so true. it's very, very different from the way that everyone else plays. So, my fundamentals are dog shit. Uh... <laughs> But but we can get top eight though. Exactly. Yeah, but we can get top eight. Like I'm gonna put you in a fifty fifty, and at that point, skill goes out the window. Not like skill, everything goes out the window. Like a fifty fifty is a fifty fifty. You guess right, you that's guess wrong. Shit. That's it. <laughs> like it's the best. And you know because I play a Yeah. That's, yeah. See, you fucking know. I wear it on my sleeve. Uh, you you know what that shit's I'm like. Open about my interests. Uh. <laughs> Oh, um, man, you fucking Abuki players. Like, I'll I'll give you some slack because you're playing Seth now. But like, you fucking Abuki players. I swear to Christ. Uh, <laughs> the most entertaining match I ever played on stream was definitely with it was an Abuki mirror with Sun Goken. It's that same match where I did EXDP on his wake up right at the end in game three and lost. But uh, if you watch the rest of the set, you know why it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it was, fucking. It was definitely appropriate for the vibe of the set. Okay, alright, fair enough, fair enough, um, and I guess we'll get to the last question, which isn't really a question, um, and again, if anyone has any questions that they'd like to ask Cadence, please feel free, um, but the last question isn't really a question, the, the last question um, is actually a statement or a platform for you uh, as a fighting game player, as a person, um, this is your soapbox, uh, your opportunity to get up, get anything off your chest that you've been thinking about, anything that you want to talk about, um, feel free to get it off your chest and say it now. So I will step off the soapbox and let you on. Um, I think right now, 
currently the most important thing to talk about uh is bernie sanders and donald trump i think that um we need to really get our asses our asses out of our chairs as young people who are passionate about this country to get out and vote for bernie sanders because a lot of the younger voters aren't making it out there to the polls because they think everything's going to be fine and uh bernie is clearly going to win or whatever um and that's that's not good we need to really get out there and make our voices heard because this is the most this is one of the most important times for us to make that clear and to make that known because even if say joe biden wins and donald trump uh, doesn't get reelected, we're just going to go back to normal at best which normal is 35 million uninsured americans who can't get health care um and systemic racism that is incredibly oppressive and all sorts of nasty bullshit that we really don't want to be dealing with in 2020. Fuck. So I think that getting Bernie Sanders in office is imperative right now, and that's what's on my mind lately. Fucking preach. Like, and trans rights, also. The, yeah, 100% Talk trans rights. God damn it, we stand trans rights in this house. Uh, <laughs> all day. Yeah, all day, every day. That's All right, so I understand now, again... I want to give a little bit of preface to this. Just throw it out there. Uh, you know, as of right now, uh, with um, some absentee voting and shit like that, like, in Michigan, Michael Bloomberg has 11,000 votes. Elizabeth Warren has 5,000 votes. Uh, those are rough numbers. Like, I'm not exact. But, like, their campaigns are fucking suspended. Like, y'all, <laughs> take it's whatever not... fucking votes you were giving them. And you can move them. It, legally, you can move your fucking absentee ballot vote to Bernie Sanders. Like, 100 fucking percent. Uh, we need that. Yeah, and like, we can't we do. have that sapping away votes from what really fucking matters. Right. And like, goddamn, like, we can't have old man Joe Biden winning the fucking Democratic nomination. He's just a piece of shit. Piece of shit. He's the real fossil. Uh, They're all so old. All three, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Bernie Sanders. I think the youngest between them is like 79 years old. That's that's the old guard. Oh my god, just... You need to get a young president in here. They're gonna fucking die before their term's up. Uh, for real, like, I just... So, like, can someone young that's, like, not a fucking crazy person run for president? <laughs> like, that'd be really fucking cool. We haven't had one president in this country that I wouldn't define in at least some way as a crazy person well, that's who's a, done some fucked up shit. The, 100%. Like, every single one of them. Like, and there is no hiding, you motherfucker. Even... I, we all got flaws, but, like, damn, bro. Fuck. <laughs> like, gotta I, rein those in a little bit. <laughs> so many people are like, well, John F. Kennedy was the last good president. John F. Kennedy was hiring teenagers to blow him and other senators in the fucking White House pool. Like, that's not even a, a joke. A lot of things that, that, that were questionable during that presidency as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that, that... Like, you think cocaine was, like, around for free love and the hippies. Like, it was in the White House, too. There's, there's a reason to call it the fucking White House, all right? Everywhere. Cocaine was everywhere. Uh, but that's enough about that before fucking Secret Service beats my door <laughs> like down. it's too crazy. Yeah. Uh, Here's, now, hold on. Here's another fun cocaine story. Oh, um, I love cocaine stories. <laughs> we all love cocaine stories. Uh, that band Chicago uh, from around the 1970s, like I mentioned. Yes. Uh, they Love were Chicago. one of the biggest, like, party bands and drug bands. Like, they did the most drugs, pretty much. They, at a certain point in the 1970s, I think from, like, 1972 to, a couple, like, a year or so after that, um, they had this ranch 
because they didn't want to have to move through the LA traffic and everything to the recording studio and shit just to make new music. So they basically purchased this huge ranch, like two acres of land, and just did so many fucking drugs and wrote so much music. And it became really shitty. Um, but during that time, they did a live show with, uh, and their set, their like stage was set up to be like a city landscape, you know? So you've got like a phone booth and you got like big building and lampposts and bullshit. Um, and the phone booth, you couldn't see inside. And they called that the Snortatorium because they would put cocaine inside the phone booth. And during the, during the concert and during the song, they would go and do some cocaine and then come back and then play like garbage. And that's, those are my favorite concerts to watch. They're still like up on YouTube and you can just see like the degradation of their playing over time and how bad the music gets like towards the last 30 minutes, especially is just at that point, everybody's coked up and it's not a good time for anybody. Jesus Christ. Well, the seven people. The 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 70s and 80s were rife with that shit. Uh, like Absolutely. Elton John. Elton John was a, a fucking huge he, cokehead. He was a fucking uh, madman. And I love Elton John. Billy like, Joel too. Yeah. Oh, and, and Billy Joel. Like, and trust me, yeah, we fucking stand fucking Elton John hard. in this house. Like, we love Elton John. <laughs> um, that being said, Elton John, and this is no exaggeration, Elton John had glass bowls of cocaine around the house that just filled with cocaine. <laughs> Just every four minutes, just a fucking snort to keep the day going. Um, he's a legend, he's and you know, so shout outs to him. To the other room. Yeah, that is absolutely legendary. Yeah, and like you I know, he's clean now. You know, props to him. But like, <laughs> we know what you did, John. Like, fucking Elton. <laughs> we know what happened. Yeah, we like, were here this whole time. It, props to him for being honest about it too. Where he's like, yeah, fucking, I was high all the time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, that's, that's the important part. He's got to be honest. Oh, it really is. All right, so... It's an interesting thing, because it can lead to some fantastic music, too. There's yeah. an album uh, by Tame Impala called Lonerism. Um, that's one of my favorite albums of all time, and it was literally the lead singer for Tame Impala basically locked himself in a cabin in the woods for a few months with just a shitload of alcohol and drugs and recording equipment and instruments, and he recorded and produced an entire album by himself in, like four or five months and it's fantastic it's one of the best like pieces of music you can listen to currently i it's highly recommended see you can and there like there are opposite ends of the spectrum right uh because you can get like great pieces of art like work like that and then you go like the beatles who did a bunch of lsd and then they made <laughs> revolver which is one of their worst uh. albums uh, it's kind of whack. There's some great shit, but it's kind of whack overall. Yeah, like I. The album art is great though. Do you know about so eyes on that album art? He's like, hmm, uh, he's looking real fucking, real sneaky. Do you know about Everyday Chemistry, the Beatles album? I don't know. All right, so I've already spoiled the punchline for this uh, <laughs> by saying that it's a Beatles album, but fuck it, who cares? Uh, and I'll give you That's the quick and dirty album. rundown. So. The story goes, and this is this is one hundred percent true, by the way. Not the actual story, but the guy posting this online. Um, so the story goes like this: There's a guy. He's out in New Mexico. I don't know one of those states that like no one really knows where they are in the map. Uh, yeah, like he, so he's out in New Mexico, wherever wherever he lives, Arizona, uh, Nevada, and he's walking his dog on the side of the road. Like he's on a road trip, pulls the car over uh, in like this stretch of 
desert and plains and nothingness. Starts walking his dog. Um, while his dog sees a rabbit, takes off after it. He takes off after the dog, trips, falls, hits his head. Wake, wakes up like an hour later, and he's in a room with this guy, and the guy's like, oh, hey, I saw that you were unconscious, like, I, I brought you back to my house, blah, 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 blah. And the guy goes, oh, well, where are we in relation to where I fell? And the guy who picked him up goes, we're about a half mile away from where you fell. Guy goes, that's impossible, there's no way, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, the guy who picked him up reveals to him that he's an interdimensional time traveler, and he's from a parallel universe, and he brought him to his universe because he saw that the guy fell and got injured. Uh, relatable. Yeah, very relatable. Uh, blah, 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 some other shit happens. The guy goes, well, it's time to go back to my time. Um, but in their talking, finds out that in this parallel universe, the Beatles never broke up, and they never got shot and died and everything else. So they're still making music to this day in this parallel universe. So the guy steals a Beatles album called Everyday Chemistry, which is written in, like, Sharpie on a cassette. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Comes back to our time and then posts it online. And posts these, like, this is the Lost Beatles album called Everyday Chemistry, which they made in this parallel universe. You guys have to believe me this is real. And all the album is is mashups of Beatles songs with other Beatles songs slowed up and, like, sp- like slowed down and sped up all over the place. The album's actually kind of fucking fire. Like, I'm not, awesome. it's, like, not terrible. But that's the story of everyday chemistry. Shit like that. Oh, it's, it's fucking wackadoo. But the guy, the guy, like, commits to it to this day. He's like, my name is John whatever the fuck. Like, this is a fake name, so I don't want the time police to find me. And, like, <laughs> take me to, like, time court. But he, like, posted this fake Beatles album that he's like, this is totally real from a parallel universe. Uh, and and that's my story about the Beatles. Uh, no, I'm not on drugs, I promise you guys. But that's... that's <laughs> well, either way, I don't judge. It's okay. You know. Well, I, I got kids in the house. I can't be on drugs. Um, that's true. I gotta be a good parent. Responsible father. <laughs> exactly. While the kids are in the house, no drugs. Um, <laughs> while they're here. While they're here. Um, but kindergarten, everything's off limits. Yeah, exactly. You, you guys are lucky that I work a day job. Um, (laughs) so we do have one very important question from the chat, and then I will let you get out of here, Candace. Cadence. I don't know why I said Candace. What an asshole I am. I have Celeste. Candace all the time. Ah, see, the first time I played on stream, I got Can Dance. Can Dance. This shit. All right. Can Dance. (laughs) All right, but Can Dance. Like, if you went up there and like moonwalk to the stage, Can Dance, Cadence. (laughs) They wouldn't have been talking shit then. Exactly. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, very important question from the chat. Now, I only kind of know what this is because I don't watch JoJo's, but if you had a stand, what would your stand be? Hmm, that's a tough one. Let me think on that. I'll give you the sex pistols if you just want to take the sex pistols. Like, if you just want to have that as your stand, like the revolver with the six magical bullets. Like, that can that would be... be pretty awesome. I might have to go with... I might have to go with uh, Yes, because they made, uh, you know, Roundabout, the, like, classic intro to uh, part one of JoJo's. Um, the rest of their music is absolutely phenomenal until you hit, like, the late 70s and early 80s and shit. Okay. Um, but they've just got some of the greatest music I've ever heard, and they would be, I would make something with Starship Trooper would be my, uh, Ooh. my stand. Okay. Now, th- uh, this is where I have to interject again, because, like, 
I'm the worst okay. part of the FTC because, like, <laughs> I'm not into anything that the rest of the FTC is apparently. Because, like, I've never watched JoJo's. Uh, I've never seen, like, a full episode of JoJo's. I'm, as far okay, as I'm convinced, right. it only exists in clips. And everyone's just fucking lying to me about there being seasons. It's only memes. Yeah, it, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's There's only, no like... actual JoJo's. That's what, I'm, that's what I think. Like, I think everyone's lying to me. Like, once I saw, like, the crippled person on a horse... And, like, then the video game, like, you can knock the crippled person off the horse. They just have to crawl around trying to get back to the horse. Once I saw that, I was like, there's no way this is a real TV show. Um, this doesn't actually exist. Yeah, like, there's no fucking way. Like, I don't watch wrestling. Uh, I don't watch anime. Like, not because I hate anime. It's just, like, I never have time to watch an anime. Uh, yeah. And, like, fuck Mike Ross. Uh, but, like, other than that, like, I just don't, like, I just fucking, uh, there's just, I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff the FGC likes that I just don't care for yeah um, i feel that pretty hard i don't watch a lot of anime um i watch a lot of slice of life anime because it's really relaxing but i would get too stressed out by like battle anime or if i watch one piece i don't want to be sitting there watching anime until i'm 75 years old um which it's a fantastic show but it's just it's too long and i never really got dragon ball z i like get it but i don't relate to it yeah, I like, let people have dragon ball z i'll give them that one and dragon ball fighters is really sick I dragon ball fighters is sick it. I, for a long time, I was like, oh, Dragon Ball Fighters looks like shit. And then, like, they put Kefla in the game, and Kefla actually does, like, cool shit with beams. So I was like, all right, like, I'm back in on Dragon Ball Fighters. Real beams. Yeah, like, it's not like... But for the longest time, the only diversity in Dragon Ball Z beams were, like, where the beams came out of the person. Like, that's the only <laughs> yeah. thing that changed from character to character. Like, it's either out of the mouth, out of the finger, out of the palm. Like, that's where uh -huh. all, all the beams... And, like, if it comes out of the face, you're evil. Like, that's just a fucking rule. If, <laughs> if a beam comes from the mouth or the eyes, you're a fucking evil character. Everyone knows. Uh, and then, that like, is so true for all of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, like, and, like, if it comes out of the palm, then you're a good character. But if you send it with one finger, evil character. Everyone knows. Like, a beam from one finger out of the eyes or the mouth, evil character. It's got to come from the palm. Like, the palm is God's plaything for you and your and for your beams. Uh, but, like, that's the only way that, like, it's a good character. It comes out of the palm. Uh, okay. anyways, that's what's my long-winded way to make a masturbation joke. Uh, but, like, yeah, it fucking, you Dragon Ball. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is, like, good, but, yeah. I don't know. Aside from what I watched as a kid, just, it's not for me. But, uh, again, I respect, like, everyone watching anime. I don't put down anime. You know, watch what you watch. I just don't fucking have time for it. Uh, yeah. oh, you're playing fucking fighting games like a moron. Uh, you watch uh, the one anime I will plug endlessly is Tanaka Kun is always listless. It's like the most relaxing and beautiful and gay piece of art that I've ever experienced in my life. All right, I need the title one more time. Tanaka Kun is always listless. I'll Tanaka Kun. All right, so like that. that's okay. So you you weren't like explaining the show. Like that's the title. Ta Tanaka that's Kun is always listless. It's both a description and the title. Okay, perfect. Perfect. It's amazing. It's adorable and fantastic. Especially if you like, uh, it's the main appeal is the cute boys. And okay. Everything else is kind of nice to have, but it's just extremely pleasant and very fun. Okay. The one anime I did watch, uh, that like all the way through that I absolutely love is High Score Girl. Um, I almost watched that, but I haven't gotten around to it. It's. I really want to. I I will say as much as I love it. It is not good. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, fucking High Score Girl is great. And, like, it's fun to watch. And, like, it tells a compelling story. But those characters fucking suck. 
Like, I fucking... Like, the characters in High Score Girl are fucking ass. But, like, the story's okay, so... Like, I'm alright with it. Um, there, there is one girl in, in High Score Girl that I really, really like. Um, and she's, like, this pink-haired girl. And she's just, like, obsessively, like, horny and, like, rude. Uh, but not, like... And, like, she's not an attractive person. She's just, like, one of those gross, like, trying to creep up on everything that, like, has a pulse. And so I appreciate her character. Like, I'm like, all right, like, she's one note and boring as fuck. But, like, it's a funny, like, one note. We've all experienced that in our lives before. We've all been on the other end of that. Oh, my God. 100%. 100%. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank God I didn't have social media back in the day. Because I would just would have been calling out motherfuckers like this left and right. Uh... Like bad times. Twitter would have been too chaotic in the 90s, man. Oh, fuck. We weren't ready. It wasn't finished cooking. Oh, thank God. My, my life would have been <laughs> over if we had Twitter in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Good Lord. Anyways. Uh, Can you imagine I, Ronald Reagan's Twitter? <laughs> oh, my. Well, to be fair, the first time that he tweeted out, my space defense system is called Star Wars. Uh <laughs> People would have fucking lost their shit and like, why ah, he said the thing? They lost their shit. Yeah. That would have got like 30,000 retweets easy. Oh, easy. Like, yeah, within the first couple seconds. 30,000. Fire. Let's get uh, quick. Ramen news. Oh, God. Ronald Reagan posting gifts. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd be awful. That would get tagged. Uh, all right. Well, all that being said, uh, Cadence, this has been a wonderful show. If people want to find I'm you on the internet, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at un, uh, solid underscore cadence. Um, that's pretty much the only place I have an internet presence. Uh, I do very occasional live streams on Twitch under the same name, uh, solid underscore cadence. Um, but follow me on Twitter if you want live updates and retweets, uh, fire memes coming your way. Perfect. Uh, and if you want to find me on the internet, uh, you can find me everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Amazon.com, everything, uh, at Sriracha Flesh. I'm Sriracha Flesh everywhere. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. Um, five you know, stars. Yeah, five stars, please. Five stars or one stars. Don't give me, like, three stars. This Don't is a five-star episode. Yeah, this has been a fucking... Yeah, this is a six-star episode, but you can only give five. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like, a, a rating definitely helps, you know, the... I don't make any money on this show alone. Obviously, I stream so like when people sub and shit like that. Like some money, like pennies roll in. Um, but I don't care about money. I don't care about sponsors or anything like that. The only thing that I do care about is growing the show. So that way, people that we have on, uh, like the lovely Cadence, um, Aura Mistress on Thursday, Brutus on Saturday. Uh, when we have these people on, uh, they can get more attention that they deserve. Uh, anyone that's ever come on the show, I would 100% vouch and say that they deserve everything that they have and more. So help me grow the show. Help give a voice to the people that you normally wouldn't hear from. Uh, you know, we've seen Punk get interviewed a thousand times. When was the last time you heard Cadence interviewed? Right fucking now. Uh, so let's give a voice right to the people. Uh, so please, give us a review. Uh, if you can't give a review for listening on Spotify, share the show. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. I guarantee your grandma would love this show. Uh, share the your show around. I fucking love this episode. Goddamn right. Uh, listen, and I love your grandma for loving the episode. Uh, I love your grandma too. <laughs> oh, my grandma's the fucking best. She makes the best tamales on the planet. Uh, my grandma's a bitch. Uh, my, wait, what? <laughs> my grandma's a bitch. Uh, Cadence's grandma, you better fucking get your shit together. All right? <laughs> get your shit together. You get, get your fucking shit together. All right? Cadence is a fucking wonderful girl, and you respect her, goddammit. That's... <laughs>
I'm a man. I'm 30. I can say this shit, Grandma. <laughs> we throw these out. Yeah. At you, this age, you don't care. You fucking pile of dust. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't know your grandma. I can only go by, by what you say. So like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, everyone. Like a little piece of grain of salt. Put it in a spoon. Put it in your mouth. Like, take that grain with this episode. It's fine. Uh, it. the, thank you so much for the opportunity, my friend. Uh, this thank has been you. Phenomenal. Very uh, fun. Before we get Absolutely. out of here, um, I just one last thing from the chat. Buford <laughs> says his grandparents are all dead. R.I.P. to them. Uh, I would just like to say, Buford. Maybe, uh, you know what? No, I won't. But fuck you, Buford. How about that one? And your grand, just kidding. <laughs> and your grandparents. Fuck that. No, That's I'm just the kidding. Relationship we got going there. Yeah, no, I love Buford. Lives like right up the fucking road from me. Like legit. Like I can throw a stone and hit his house. So, like I can't say too much shit. That's uh, amazing. You should. I, I really should. But I love I love Buford. He's a, he's a great guy. Everyone go follow Buford too. He's wonderful. Uh, go listen oh. to him play World of Warcraft. And instead of talking, he just plays Iron Chef Junior in the fucking background. Uh, oh, that's that's what you have to do. That it's like next level shit. It really like it, see that's the kind of shit. Sorry, I know the show fucking ended, but like the show's not over yet, folks. But, it's not over yet because now it's not fucking over. Now yeah, the Junior Hell Kitchen it, has come up. That's what I'm saying. Like so, Buford's fucking show is like, all right. So he's like screaming wow, right? But then also there's like Hell's Kitchen Junior, like fucking what's his name, Gordon Ramsay, just like yelling at some kids in the background. <laughs> And like, that's some like, I can't finish these potatoes. Yeah, uh, I overcooked my potatoes. You're like you little fucking shit. And like, I just hear Gordon Ramsay fucking beating in the back of the head of some kid trying to cook a flank steak. Uh, but no, go follow I'm Buford. Here, just like, yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it, oh, it's bad times. But Buford does some fucking avant-garde weird-ass streams. So go follow him. I appreciate the fuck out of him. Um, I'm into that. That's it. That's our show. That's some random episode 53. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all have yourselves a wonderful night. Bye-bye.